Pulse95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum. Hello, good morning. Welcome on to the International Government Communication Forum. In fact, a good afternoon as we are live here from the Expo Centre Sharjah, the stadium of communication as we've got lots of speakers uh, under one roof mm-hmm. and uh, we did the morning majlis earlier, Rania, we did. and I. We now did, me and you. The trio is complete. We Ahmed are complete. is here with us. Ahmed did a great job today in uh, keeping up with taking notes uh, of all the speeches today at the opening ceremony. Yeah, it was quite a busy opening ceremony in yeah. fact and we got to listen to a slew of uh, interesting speeches and we'll certainly be discussing that uh, on today's program especially the address uh, by His Royal Highness uh, Prince Turkil Faisal, the mm. former head of Saudi intelligence, had a lot to say about regional matters especially. But this time around, we're very, very excited to have with us in the studio a very bright young man, Timothy Armu, founder of uh, Fanbytes, to talk to us all about Generation Z and how to appeal to them via uh, communication. So can you talk to us about your involvement at the IGCF 2021? Yeah, so um, I will be speaking tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I will be speaking tomorrow at nine, and I'll be talking about the importance of reaching young people, but more importantly, how the government can reach younger people. Uh, because at Fanbytes, we basically led the UK government's messaging around COVID for the last for last year, for the last eight, eighteen months. So we're going to share our insights, and then uh, how how the government here can do that on TikTok, especially. So, what is it about TikTok that? makes it stand out among the other social media platforms? There is so much about it. Uh, So there's a couple of main things. I think the first one is that it is probably the most defining thing that affects youth culture at the moment. So all the the memes, all the news, all the viral trends, they're all coming from TikTok. And also, if you consider that where a lot of young people's consumption of content is coming from is coming from TikTok. Now it's even more than YouTube and Instagram. So when you add those things, it is probably the most valuable platform right now for an organization to spread the message. And we've seen uh, in line with the International Government Communication Forum, looking at TikTok, have you seen a lot of uh, governments utilize this platform to sort of uh, to gear their messaging towards younger populations. Can you talk about how effectively they've been doing that over the years and how maybe you think you can improve that a little bit? So, I mean, the first thing is not many governments have been using it. Yeah. Uh, primarily because I think with every new media, I think this happened with Facebook, this happened with YouTube, with every new media, there's always a lot of reluctance because you have a lot of people who aren't actually native into the platform, like people who aren't actually using the platform. But the people who then actually use it just get incredible rewards. Like, as I mentioned, our stuff with the UK government is currently sitting on about 6 billion views right now just to tell people to take the vaccine. The reason why it gets those crazy numbers is because they are one of the few people who are actually talking about COVID on, on the platform. And so at the moment, a lot of reluctance is there um, for the governments mm-hmm. themselves just across the world. That happens with every new media. I bet you if we had this conversation in three years, a lot more people will be on it. Just because every new platform, there's always you know people who just don't quite understand it. So how can the public build trust in, in uh, social media influencers in particular? And, um, and how can influencers take their responsibility as well um, towards their country and also their country's reputation from your point of view? So I think the main thing, and we've actually seen this shift probably over the last three years, mm-hmm. where 
when influencers started becoming a thing, it was yeah. very much, you know, people selling teeth whitening services and all that stuff, right? right? And now it's actually become people who understand that they have a very key audience and they are effectively the new TV. That's this is true. something that I say a lot is an influencer is not just a person. They are actually becoming a media brand, which is overtaking TV and podcast and radio and all these different platforms. So they are starting to actually realize that they have a responsibility to make sure that they are spreading the most positive messages. On that note, um, in the light of the increasing trend, obviously, of, of advertising and, and advertisers trending towards social media platforms more yeah. than the readable ones, and uh, for example, the newspapers and TV and all of that, um, from your perspective, where do you think the, the press is going or the future of communication is going from, from now on? So I think it would, in about two, three years, mm -hmm. I think it would be very, very, it would be very, very rare to have a traditional media publication who doesn't have an active social audience across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for mm -hmm. me. I think it will almost become a case of what are you doing? Um, and so for me, the way I see press moving is them taking their traditional content, pairing it up with these already influential thought leaders on social media and them actually becoming one and the same. So many people forget that actually at the moment, social media is the Internet. That's true. Like there is no distinction between the two. When people go online, their first point of call is they go on social media. It's not like they go on some other external site and then social media is something else. So if people want to understand how to actually conquer the internet, if, if traditional media want to make sure they're not left behind, they have to realize that social media is the internet and they have to be on it. I've got to touch upon this, uh, Tim. Um, in terms of uh, the the uh, the audience uh, of what's going on uh, and uh, what we I'd like to have a look at um, so the big question at the moment is if we talk about this is the idea and the notion of you know selling to the government when they think of TikTok and think it's an app for silly moves and silly videos how did you convince the government to get involved and look this is how we're going to come up with the communication strategy so one of the ways that we actually did that at the beginning was we actually just show the fact that there was a lot of misinformation on there and there was already so much i guess bad actors on tiktok anyway so there were already people who were talking negatively about vaccinations or getting a mask and so actually if you show through data that there's already you know bad conversations going on there then the government and the organizations feel much more compelled to actually say well if there's bad communication on there we have to overcome it with good communication so actually almost by proving and showing them that the thing that you don't want is happening on these social media platforms rather than just sitting back and just letting it happen you have you have a responsibility to make sure that you're there and so by going at it that way that is the way that you are able to actually get especially very you know slow organizations to move fast okay so now i think we'll have to uh, cut it at that because we've got the prayers uh our prayer, the, the call to the prayers are then lined up for on pulse 95 radio but it was a very insightful conversation thank you for joining us Cheers. uh timothy armu uh, the ceo and founder of fan Bites. thank you